Diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV, get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, suck no, no. You, you are. defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Jobberknocker Podcast. As always, it's Nestlemania. Alongside for the ride is the man that is the fan club president of Mr. Ooh-Ah, Roman Reigns. Ooh-Ah! Master of the universe, bro, but you know what? We got a lot to talk about today. We're obviously going to hit payback. We're going to do the regular Raw Smackdown thing. But Nestle, are you ready to go all out in the finish? All out, baby! You gotta go all out! All out, baby. All out. Yeah. It's no longer Darby All-In's pay-per-view. It's an all-out pay-per-view. Because they're so. all outside. Yeah, Or at least sure. 30% I... or whatever it is. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, there's a bunch of shit for that, so we will go through that in the finish. But Nestlemania, um, payback's a bitch, right? So we go through that? Gots to pay back, in the words of James Brown. So I didn't watch the pre-show, so I have no thoughts on the match that we saw again on Monday. So I guess we'll just save it for then, because literally, like, they've fought 50 times. But we're going to start with the main card of payback. And it started with Lashley, Lashley winning the United States Championship. I believe they said for the first time in uh, 14 years, he won it with the full Nelson, which that and light night, they called it the full Lashley. But last night on Raw, they changed it to the Hurt Lock, which I think is a much better name. So stick with that. The Hurt Lock has definitely perked my interest when I heard it on Monday. Yeah, uh, the full the full Lashley. It, you might as well call it the full Bobby. You know, like yeah, no, that was that was awful, such a bad name. you know. But uh, it's a, it's a bad it's a bad thing to begin with. But he's done the best he can with a shitty fucking move. So you know what? Kudos to him. Look, we've talked about this over and over again. I think he's a world champion material, but I don't think absolutely. But uh, they keep saddling him with this crap, and uh, I'm excited that he has a championship. A championship always looks good around the guy like that, but. I don't know, like, I feel like he, he piqued my interest when he was going up against Drew McIntyre, and then all of a sudden, now he's back to where we all know he usually is in his comfort zone, his wheelhouse, so to speak. Well, I think that's kind of the reason why you have mid-card championships, is because not everyone can be the world champion at the same time. Right now, it's Drew McIntyre, and if you look at it, Randy Orton could be a world champion. Hell, some people might want Keith Lee to be the world champion right now. Some people might want Seth Rollins to be the world champion right now. Dominic could, no, I'm kidding. But uh, there's just, there's too many guys, so I think, like, Putting it on Lashley now, I thought this match was very good. I think it makes a lot of sense. Like you said, he looks good with it. Um, the Hurt Business trio's on fire right now. More on them later. But I enjoyed this. It was a good way to kick off the show. Next up, we had Big E versus Sheamus. I'll add to the card. Big E picks up the win. Nothing for me to really write home about here, but Big E's momentum is continuing. I did appreciate the all-that shoes. I thought that's nice. Another nice little touch for that. Our boy DQ pointed that out in the thread. Uh, but look, I mean, Biggie's on this role, this monumental role. I don't know if you saw the talking smack bit. I mean, it's been everywhere on Twitter. I assume maybe you've seen it, but where he basically, the Miz basically said to him, look, if you want to be taken seriously by Vince McMahon, you have to have a serious gear. I love it. But, I love it. But then, you know, he looked at Miz and said, dude, you know what? That worked for you. You know what worked for mm-hmm. me? Being me. Everybody told me New yep. Day was going to be, you know, a firing offense. I was going to be gone. 
and I listen to my friends and I listen to me. The three of us stuck together, and I'm going to stick with that, that it's gotten me this far, and I should be here. And I know when to turn it on, and I know when to turn it off. I know when all the facets of my game. And I was like, well, there's somebody that's pretty confident, and there's somebody that makes me want to cheer for him because it's just like, okay, yeah, I've seen, you know, no offense to Drew McIntyre because he's doing a great job, but I've seen serious, you know, world champion and babyface. I've seen you know, the, the uh, monster baby face. I've seen all types of baby faces. You know, the rock was goofy too, but like he turned it on when he needed to. So I think that big E definitely knows what he needs to do. And so yes, he's beaten Sheamus on SmackDown and then yes, he beats him on the pay-per-view. So it doesn't really necessarily mean anything, but I am curious to see. I'm curious to see if they slow play big E to the Royal rumble and let him win. Or if it's more of a like incrementally wins like a mid card title and then gets to the big chance. You know, or like he'll have to face Kofi at some point to get the big chance, just because I feel like that'd be Ooh, you know some that would be that'd be an interesting you know tidbit here. But yeah, it it's it, it, it's percolating in my brain. I guess is the best way to say because there's a lot of positive, no pun intended, uh, things you can do with Big E. Yeah, he's the man, and I might have more on him later in the show. We'll see. I haven't decided yet. But next up, uh, Matt Riddle versus King Corbin. This match I thought was really good. Um, as we've seen, like. King Corbin, like, silently has been one of the most consistent, like, workers in the ring for a while now with, like, whatever. But he's King Corbin, so he's always going to have that stigma, being the former football player. Most people hate him. But this match was really good. Matt Riddle, whether you like him or hate him, like, he is talented. Uh, gimmick's not for everyone. But uh, Riddle did get the win. Corbin would then attack him backstage as Riddle was saying, I finally can put this guy behind me. But I would say by Corbin attacking him, that is not the case. So it looks like this will continue. My question is, does the king get his own ransom? No, because he'd just be paying himself. I'm assuming he already had to give the ransom to Shorty G because Shorty G already helped. But him. he didn't beat up Matt Riddle, didn't get rid of Matt Riddle. He so really the ransom is still point. the ransom is still on his head, though. Technically in mid middle age times, unless the guy's dead, the man ransom's out, you know, until you get him or you kidnap him and kill him. Whatever. Could be. Just saying. Back in the day that's where well, it was. The big I kind of gloss over this. I shouldn't have because the big takeaway for people was uh, Karen, Baron Corbin tweeted this out first, but then he brought it up in an interview on the show about how Matt Riddle's a horrible husband. What do you think about them involving that? I think it's great because that's what a heel should do. And anytime, like we talk about it all the time, some of the best storylines are ones that toe the line of real life. But uh, I also understand people not liking sensitive subjects like this. So I'm curious your take. I think uncomfortable is cash. We've already talked about this program when you yep. can make some because that's the thing. It's very hard nowadays to make anybody feel anything in professional wrestling. And I feel like the one thing you can always rely on more than more than most. Anyway, you can make somebody feel happy. Yes, the WWE puts smiles on people's faces, all that stuff. That's great. Wonderful. You can make people laugh. You can make people cry and all these emotional moments. But the one thing, in my opinion, that you can always bank on always to get a reaction out of is an uncomfortable feeling of realism. And I think that, yeah, you know, he he did what he did. Yep. Uh, nobody condones that kind of stuff. Uh, but, you know, his wife, uh, I, I'm assuming until he, she gets that paycheck, maybe she'll leave him after that. I don't know. Maybe she'll stay with him. Who knows? Not, that's not enough for debate. But, uh, you know, I think it gets people talking. I think it's everybody's thinking it. So are you the bad person, Corbin, for bringing it up? No. I think he's just he's a bad guy in general and he knows how to push people's buttons. So I think it's uh, yeah. I think it's money. I'm with you 100%. Next up, uh, something that you think is money. Yeah. Um, dun, dun, na, 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 na. Let's go, girls. The going out tonight. It's Shania, Shania wins. Shania Payne. Shania Payne. Um, Shania Payne. There you go. Sure. Yeah, actually, I forgot about the paintball. Yeah. But I just like, man, 
They feel like new women together as a duo. They're doing kind of like, uh, we. I mean, we can just talk about this now. On Raw, they kind of had a team hell no-ish promo with the back and forth. I believe Nia even said she's like, I'm the tag team champions. But uh, this match was, it was fine. Uh, it was nothing amazing. But I mean, Sasha and Bailey really uh, did make these two look like studs like they are. Um, but the finish of this match was one of the more creative finishes we've seen in a while. I think it was good. It made Shayna look like a stud. The double submission and actually using Sasha's arm to choke out Bailey as they win their first ever tag. Team I think you're burying the lead. I thought this was a fantastic match. I thought that looked, it was okay. No, no, no. I think I think based on everything that was at Payback, this was up there. I think that was this is one of the bigger talking points of the night. We'll get to number one later. I'm sure you will because you love that Buyaka. But there, before we get to that. I will say that this match for me piqued my interest. I'm obviously uh, it was good. It was good, but I think you're downplaying the fact that Shania did a great job. And I think that you know, look, this is what I. This is why you guys hate me on the thread. Basically, I said, look, in, nobody hates you. We just think you're a moron. Andy, thank you. Uh, so, <laughs> so basically, what I was saying was, separately, they're unbearable. Like. They're not special. Mm. They're not special. No, no, look at it. Naya, yeah. Naya is not special. Shana, but but she can Shayna can be. Shayna Shayna could be if given the yes. right opportunity. But when we yes. look at the opportunity, it's right in front of us right now. This is the opportunity. This is how you show yes. the personality. Because Naya has way more personality. And I know everybody's gonna, you know, you're not watching Talking Raw, whatever the fuck it's called, Raw Talk. You know, you're not watching Talking the Raw. Whatever the hell it is. Uh with 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 our truth, which again, that's not really in my opinion. Our truth can pull anything out of anybody. He's just that good. That's why he's got a television show on the WWE Network with his game show. I don't know if you've checked it out. Probably not. But uh, our truth can our our truth can take a broom and make it entertaining. So it doesn't necessarily mean that that's showing personality, in my opinion. I think Nia has a lot of uh, opinions and a great presentation. Yeah, obviously she's slapping the ring for some people and she hurts people. But when you t- when you you know tag her up with somebody that also hurts people, you know you know hurts air quotes, it works. You know, it's Chania Payne. I mean, it just works. It's just... Dun, 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 dun. Let's go, girl. You know, like that's... that should just be their theme yeah. song. They should call up Shania Twain and be like, Look, call up. What is she in NXT? I don't know. I don't know. You give her a call on the phone, bro. You ever heard of a phone? You ever call someone on a phone? Dude, before? we're FaceTiming right now. We're calling up on the phone. Right I know, now. but this isn't a phone call. This is a video call. But like, you literally call her up. Be like, yo, Shania. Let's go. We'll pay you a bunch of money, but we want an entrance theme for this. So just imagine these those two coming out to this. It'd be great. You could make these two fucking baby faces if you did that. It's true. It's 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 yeah, it's, it's, it's delightful. It's delightful. I look. I think that the, the finish was the most creative finish I've seen in a long time. Like we 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 talk about roll ups as much as I hate on this program. Hundred percent. This 100%. was one of those moments where she was probably you know Bailey and Sasha were like, okay, if we're gonna lose, we're going down in a blaze of glory. Let's find the best way to make this happen. So I think all four women and probably a producer got together and made this. In my opinion. I think that this made everybody look good, you know, and I think that's that's to me. This is why I like this match as the best part of payback. Just me, because it gave everybody something to do afterwards. You know what I mean? Well, it progressed. It progressed storylines. Yeah, everybody had tentacles afterwards, and that's what you want when you when you either win or lose. You don't want to just be like, oh, I lost. Now I guess I go to the back of the line. You know, this gave us like, okay, Bailey and Sasha are now going to start infighting and Shania Payne's going to do this stupid hell no redux thing that I'm sure they'll have their own spin on. But again, I loved it. I thought it was great and I can't harp on how much I enjoyed it. And I love when I'm right because I think this is amazing. So that's the only reason you like it is because you're right. But we're going to move on now because next up, bask in his glory. 
um, allegedly, I mean, this is probably true, Vince McMahon told Randy Orton, fucking make Keith Lee a star. You know what Randy Orton did? He went out there, and he fucking laid out for Keith Lee. He put him over big. This was a quick match, Nestle. This was a quick match. Dolph Ziggler lasted longer in the ring with Keith Lee than Randy Orton did. It was a complete stunner. Um, he reversed an RKO, hit the spirit bomb, and boom, one, two, three. Keith Lee wins his first match on the main roster against Randy fucking Orton on pay-per-view. This guy, um, Cameron Grimes, thing is to the moon, but Keith Lee is literally headed to the moon, man. Uh, so, yeah, he, he's going to the moon with Dr. Uh, Spajemin. But there's, <laughs> I don't know if exactly what to think about this because I enjoyed it. It was quick. It was easy. It was done. Um, the reactions were great afterwards. You know, yeah. um, I'm obviously, you know, for Keith Lee. I think that's, that's, he's, there are certain aspects of him that are just undeniably amazing. And there are certain aspects he's, that I, I look at. Like ability factors. Yeah, and yeah it, 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 I mean, it really is. He is limitless, but there is certain aspects that I think eventually he'll, he'll, he, I understand why everybody loves him. Cause I love him. But I think that as we talk, we'll talk about on Monday, there are some holes in his game where I think that Vince is going to go, Oh Yeah. I'm going to get my hands on this guy and I'm going to mold him into the biggest thing in the world. Cause that's what he's probably going to do. He's going to look at this guy and go, yes, you know, but. So I do have a question for you because I actually saw this about an hour ago on Twitter. I think it's a good point is that, I mean, Keith Lee, like, like you, said, it's limitless. He's going to be a big star, I think for a very long time, but um, there is an argument to be made because there's been a track record of this. And I will give you the two most recent cases of, a guy being pushed too fast, and then when the time comes, then not pulling the trigger and it falling apart. Two most recently, Ryback, Braun Strowman. Two big guys that Vince was in love with. They were getting pushed to the incredible levels. And then when all of a sudden it was their time and people were behind for them to win, they didn't win. And then Ryback, like as you know, completely fell off the earth. Strowman went way back down. And when he eventually now had his title run, it wasn't a special. Is there any fear that Maybe that they put they have this big push for Keith Lee, then all of a sudden it's like, well, McIntyre's going to be the champion for a while, and well, maybe we want to go back in a different direction with Seth or Orton as world champion. Is there any fear that that could happen to Keith Lee? I think the difference is 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 completely night and day with Keith Lee and the other two that you mentioned. Because honestly, I'll look at it this way, and and I know you're going to give me crap for this, and that's fine, or maybe you agree. I don't know. I'll be interested to see what your take is on this. Ryback, in my opinion, didn't have any any semblance of wrestling ability he was the ultimate warrior 100% agree. Yep. he was the ultimate warrior he was a, he the, but he, the kids was, loved he was marketable kids, which is why kids loved it. him yeah. and they chanted and he could he, he probably could sell a t-shirt if he had a lot of you know behind him but he also yep. ran into the buzzsaw that was cm punk and cm punk was way more valuable at that time 100%. than ryback so it wasn't the time when you come to braun Strowman, it's a similar case because you know, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, those guys, again, are more popular and more marketable and definitely but more valuable to the company. do we agree, if he would have beaten Brock, I think it, like, with his popularity at that time, he would have been at that level. They could have sold out his stuff instantly. Like, he could have been the face of the company at that time because, like, how popular he was. Because literally, like, I think Ryback's an extremely ghetto version of Braun Strowman. Mm-hmm. Like, Strowman, like, yes, he has aspects of him that are green. But remember at his peak, like, how in awe we were of the way that guy moves around, how he could. Like, he was never going to be the most technical wrestler of a 20-minute match. But, like, you couldn't deny, like, the showmanship, the ability, the draw factor of him. And obviously, yes, Keith Lee, technically-wise, is a million times higher in terms of wrestling. But I just, for me, there is a little bit where it's like, okay, if they do this big push right off the bat, like, what are they going to do? That's why I almost at some point, Want them to veer off this, and I like I want Keith Lee, Bobby Lashley as a feud. 
maybe like not right away, let Keith Lee do his thing for a while, but at some point, and then Keith Lee overcomes this unbeatable Bobby Lashley, and then maybe as a long dominant U.S. title reign until he's ready to be put in that main event spot again. I just think because the way we're looking at it now, there's just a lot of guys there. Drew McIntyre solidified there. You got Orton up there. Rollins is going to get back there at some point. Brock Lesnar, I know he's a free agent, but anytime he comes back, boom, he's there. You got Tyson Fury challenging uh, Drew McIntyre to title matches. So there's just a lot of a lot of busyness for the WWE Championship right now. So for me, I yes, I'm fine with this initial push, but I think make Keith Lee like your dominant mid card champion because I don't think that's a bad thing to start. I don't think I don't think Braun Strowman is anywhere near Keith Lee as we, you just discussed. I think that the issue really becomes one thing in particular is that everybody needs to hold their horses because just just because Keith Lee won one fucking match doesn't mean well I, that that's, gonna, that's he, the fear. He's not. Uh, he, that's the he's, fear. I don't think that's a fear. I think it's you look. But when you beat Randy Orton in your first match, that's yeah. The expectations go literally to no. The I understand that. Like, I'm not not even like a joke. Like they do. Like you just beat the guy who has been the best heel in wrestling and the dominant. Like the only other person who's beaten him is Drew McIntyre and Keith Lee. Fucking. He didn't, he didn't squash him, but it, like, it was a little bit just right over that line. No, I understand that. Like, Keith Lee dominated him. Like, that's, that's a statement, so the expectations go way up. No, I, so they got to they match him now going forward. Right, and I understand that, but the thing is is that sometimes you debut somebody to get him, get him acclimated because Riddle beat you know, AJ Styles in his first night, right? So, I mean, it, not that I'm comparing the two because, honestly, I don't believe they're on the same plane. But Yeah, because AJ's in a different part of the car right now. That's it's just, but I also believe that you can, you can draw parallels to this. And not on the same level, but you can draw a parallel to it. Is that, again, Keith Lee will cool off because it's what they have to do. But I don't necessarily believe that Keith Lee going back down a peg is going to be a bad thing because you got to think about it this way, right? You can say that, you know, and I'm going to use this sports analogy because I know that you'll understand it better than anybody else. You can say somebody looks good in training camp. You can say somebody starts getting a streak. But eventually people lose a streak and they start, you know, becoming human again. I think that what they're doing here is they're building up some kind of streak for Keith Lee. And they're making it a big deal. He's going to get sidetracked or saddled with some other thing that is going to take him, derail him off of this WWE title reign. And it's going to be one of those things where you sweep it under the rug and he comes back into normalcy, kind of catches his, you know, his feet and get, you know, does that whole thing. He's still going to be in the upper mid card. He's going to be, you know, up against a Seth Rollins. He's going to be up against all the, all the acts on Monday night raw that are upper echelon like the Hurt Business or... So, yeah, things. But I, I think I, we're on the same page there. I, I, I do believe, I honestly believe everybody needs to calm down because, yes, Keith Lee is great and he's wonderful, but he's not there yet. He's not. Like, I know people are going to say push the moon, but again, it's a dirt sheet. Who the fuck knows what that means, right? Like, they could be completely wrong. Well, I, I'm not even, I wouldn't even reference the dirt sheet, so i just say the way they debuted him. But it sounds like we're on the same page, whereas, like, I'm pretty much clearing for that. I'm saying... Like, that's fine initially, but get him towards more like the U.S. title. Yeah, that's fine. The upper mid-card that's fine. Actually, like, that's what I look for as we head towards the end of the year. But uh, we got to keep moving here because next up, WrestleMania, once again, our boy Danny said it on Twitter, the match of the night, Dominic and Rollins, the Mysterio family versus Rollins and Murphy. Dominic pins Murphy to get the win for the Mysterio familia. Once again, WrestleMania, Dominic continuing to shove that crow down your throat. Booyaka. No, no hood. No hood. No hood. Oh, Thank my God. God. That was so much better. I'm sure Vince was like, get that fucking hood off of him. <laughs> he probably cut it off himself. He probably was like, give me that fucking shit. <laughs> uh, but no. I, I Look, so this this to me was like one of those head scratcher moments. I think I said it on the uh, the thread. It, dro- it dro- drove me insane. It drove me fucking insane. We're in a, and I understand that, you know, how to, you know, the, this, the way to put a tag match together, I guess, is the best way to say it. But... 
the one thing that drew, drove me insane was that no matter what, and I, again, being a new dad, like I, I would feel the same way, right? I would protect my kids at all costs, even if that meant, <laughs> even if that meant I was going to get my ass handed to me, right? In the beginning of the match, Ray just takes the heat for like 45 fucking minutes. And then he realizes he's like, oh, my son is fresh. I'm going to evade all the guys and tag my son in so that he can get his ass kicked. And I'm thinking to myself, hashtag father of the year right there. Because honestly, why? Like that made, I know, I know that it had to do because Dominic needed to take the second heat and the bigger heat. And that's fine. I get that. But I watched it and went, why didn't they just start Dominic in the heat? Like, they didn't need to go that long with it. And it made no sense because later on it was like, who comes to the fucking rescue at the end, right? Who does? You know, it's just, it makes no sense. But again, obviously, Booyaka, you know, and everybody wins. uh, You know, Murphy takes and eats the pin, which again, isn't that big of a deal. And then on Monday night, you know, Seth gets a ship back. They used it. He got a ship back. So again, was perfectly fine. I had nothing... Bad to say about this matchup. I thought it was entertaining. It was fun. Uh, I just, I'm starting to sense the, we got a shot in the arm with this and we're excited. But when it comes to Monday Night Raw rerun matches and other things. Uh, the entire, we'll get to Monday. But like, I'm wearing the, the shirt. The entire show, every single feud <laughs> is a fucking rerun right, right. now. We're going to get to yeah, that. And I, you know, I'm, but uh, yeah, no, I think we're, I think, um, We'll definitely have more on these guys later because obviously Monday wasn't moving forward. But uh, we have to get to the main event, which uh, this is a weird one. Obviously, it was advertised as a triple threat, but they're doing the thing where Roman Reigns didn't sign the contract. So we're like, okay, I guess he's just going to money and bank this shit and fucking cash in the contract when these guys are beaten up. And sure enough, Braun and Bray have an absolute brawl. Uh, it was more of the match I think we were looking for at SummerSlam. With them go, I think our boy Ray Ray even said that in our thread. Um, they eventually broke the rain. I literally jokingly said in our thread as uh, Braun was going to top out, I'm like, oh, here comes the broken rain spot. Didn't actually think they were going to do it. And then boom, boom, boom. There it goes. And I was just like, oh my God, of course. But uh, Reigns finally does come out, cashes in his regular in the bank contract <laughs> and wins the Universal Championship. I mean, I think that this would have been so much better in front of a crowd. Like an actual crowd. Oh, you know, they, you would have, yeah. they would have loved it, hated it, whatever. You know what's funny? I, everybody's like, oh my God, get off the Reigns train, all that stuff. Everyone would be cheering Roman Reigns Yeah, right it, it would be like, bizarre. Literally, world. every single person would be cheering Roman Reigns. Like, so even if he's, if, even if you want to argue like, oh, he's a heel now, it's like, is he though? Because everyone's going to cheer him and he's fighting two heels. So like, I don't know. It's it's just it's so it's erroneous. interesting. But erroneous. Yeah. Yes, it is. It's uh, regardless. It's erroneous because, like he said in his promo, he's not a good guy. He's not a bad guy. He's the fucking guy. So you know what he can do? Act like whatever he wants. I love the pairing with Paul Heyman. It's fucking genius. It works. It makes it so Reigns can just. What have I always asked for with Roman Reigns? As a guy who likes Roman Reigns, I've always said, just let him be a fucking badass. And that's literally what they're doing. It's like, okay, Roman, chains are off. Go out there, just fucking wreck everyone and leave. Literally. And now you have Paul Heyman who can go out there and just fucking talk for him. Reigns can do the Brock thing. Maybe say two words every once in a while. It'll mean a shit ton. So this is a home run Grand Slam, Nestlemania. And now he's once again uh, the face of WWE on SmackDown. Ooh, uh, ooh, ah. I will say this much. This is something that I wanted to bring up very quickly. Because in what fucking world do we live in where we can have a Royal Rumble with fucking two tons of fucking people and then two dudes that fly out the top rope and Bray Wyatt. Yes, he is a big dude, but he's not considered. He's just not. I know it's wrestling. Stop, 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 stop. Just let me get to my fucking point. It's just like 
why? Like, let's, let's, like, at least with Big Show and Brock Lesnar, I'd be like, okay, the centrifugal force of the Big Show being whipped around like a pizza is fine. I can, I, I understand that. Nerd. Yeah, exactly. Look it up. Uh, just, but there's other things there where I was just like, Bray Wyatt barely muscled over Bra uh, Braun Strowman over that thing. And it's just like, I know it'll get us out. It's just, to me, it's poor storytelling, but yeah. it was a, it was a, it was a device they needed to use to knock both of them out. What I would have preferred was something like more egregious where like it was like a, a table spot or something like that, you know, then we get everything going, but whatever. It's not terribly egregious because again, all you remember, that's the thing that I, I tell everybody when they give me shit is we're not going to remember the matches. We're going to remember that the matches made us feel eh, over time. And, but we're only going to remember the finish. And what do we remember right now? The finish him holding the belt. We remember Roman Reigns running out and fucking winning. Yep. And no Otis, yep. no Otis. No retribution yeah, so in Otis. That's the other interesting thing is like, especially now with Reigns as the champion, like I'm even more convinced now that Otis is going to cash in on the tag team titles now. I like it's just because like, like, unless if they just have him fail at some point, or he gives it to Mandy, maybe he does just give it to Mandy. That might be honestly the best route right now would be to just give it to Mandy because like there's like fucking hoss fights in the main event, and yeah, Otis is a big guy, but do we think he's a hoss? No, he's not on the level of like all these heavyweights that you got here in the main event. So. It's just I think we're either getting a tag team cash in or a Mandy cash in with uh with that briefcase now because they're not even teasing it anymore. Like he hasn't teased he has it a at lunch all box. Weeks. Yeah. Like which is that's great. Like he might just fucking hold this to WrestleMania. Who knows? Who knows at this point? Maybe he just holds it to WrestleMania. I don't I, but I just I I was more concerned with the retribution thing because I really wanted to see that. And of course they pulled the double switch. So that's oh. fine, you know, or they pulled the See, word. I'm fine with them never being on TV, so I was cool with that. <laughs> I, I here's here's the thing. I think that this was one of those moments where I don't necessarily care as much about the triple threat. I cared more about the result. So when we got to Absolutely. The, so that I, was the point. I, yeah, and exactly. It wasn't it, it was designed that way. So when I was watching I went, "Wow, I actually care about the finish of this pay-per-view." And sometimes I just don't give a shit, right? Like we just don't yeah. care. No, absolutely. So this was one of those things that kept my attention at the end cuz I was like, "All right, guys, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on." And then nothing really I mean, something did happen, but in my opinion, nothing really happened because it was kind of a foregone conclusion. Which again, yes. sometimes they have to, you know, Bob instead of Weave, which I get. So, yeah, and uh, they took a feud in Braun and Bray, which got very stale, and they injected it with Roman, for the lack of a better term. That just like now it's fucking off to the races. But speaking off to the races, Nestlemania is the time to. Is it Shine time? I believe it's twenty five minutes in the program. We should probably get shiny. Always in the shine, Mandy Rose. She, uh, yeah, she's awesome. Check her out <laughs> she, on Instagram. She wasn't on. She's uh, she's doing her thing. But uh, you know what? I'm gonna start with. We're we're gonna go straight to Raw because. I have nothing to talk about on SmackDown because it's all out of date. We already talked about Reigns and Heyman. So uh, we're going to quickly uh, – well, I mean, obviously, this was threaded throughout the night on Raw. We heard that there would be three matches to set up a triple threat match later in the night. Fast forward button on finding a contender for McIntyre. I don't always love it when they do this, but I thought this worked tonight. Um, Orton kind of, again, a good promo to cut off the show. And uh, Nestlemania, our guy Orton, he's got memes now. He's got memes. I loved it. That was a great meme. Yeah. Meh. Yeah, of course, of course not. Of course you don't like something. Shocker. But Keith Lee eventually interrupts, so they're continuing their little back and forth. But out comes, finally, um, Unleashed from the Raw Underground, Dolph Ziggler uh, attacks Keith Lee, but then Keith Lee beat him to advance to be the first man in the triple threat match later tonight. Okay, so can I, can, I, can I go off on this for a second? Yes. Okay, so the Randy Orton promo is what it is, right? Like, we just, it's the same song and dance where he's just like, you know, it th everything he said made sense. Everything Keith Lee made sense. Like it just it, it it was perfect the way it was written and executed. The one thing I had problems with, 
and I know this is everybody going to be like, oh, this is national. He's a green Here we go. Right? Yep. I believe Randy Orton when he talks, as if it's yep. actually how he feels. Yep. yep. Keith Lee, the way he delivers a promo, Uh-oh. is dog shit. <laughs> Absolute dog shit. And here's why. I know what he's trying to do, and it this just might be the person. He's amazing in every other aspect of life, but the promo, every time I watched him talk, he was like squinting his eyes, trying to accentuate certain words, trying to sound real calm, calling him Mr. Orton, doing this thing where he's doing this thing, and he's talking in a certain way about himself. Like I, The way I was sitting there, I'm like, dude, that's fine if that's your style. I don't believe a fucking word you're saying right now. I don't like, I just, I can't, he, this is, this is one of those things where I could literally clone them and be like, can Keith Lee just wrestle and not talk? Now, granted, he can talk. I'm not saying he can't talk. I'm saying the way he talks is dog shit. That's all I'm saying. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. So I understand what you're saying because I've obviously, I watched, always watched NXT. Like this is how Keith Lee has always done it. It's just, it's kind of his persona, but it does come off as very like, scripted or very like you know it, it doesn't seem as as natural yeah it's not as, like a radio it's not I, organic. I agree with that but i will say i do like the mr orange by the way because keith lee's thing has always been like he's very polite but he's also i think that the way i do like his pace that he talks slow so i understand him but yes i understand the accentuations they can be a little much but this is literally what keith lee has been doing since i've known keith lee so i guess it doesn't bother me as much so i think your problem is with like you have a problem with just the way the character is, which I think yeah, is that's, fine. Yeah, that's that's it is. Um, but I think I can. T- I know TJ right now is probably losing his fucking. Oh, mind, I hope like, so. I hope so. At the I speakers, because so. like you never watch NXT, so you would never know. <laughs> but I've I also, watched I NXT. I've seen this yes, character. I know. I understand your frustration with it because believe me, I I feel the same things too. It just doesn't bother me as much because that's just who Keith. You Lee look has the other been. way because of how great the talent is. Well, no, it's not necessarily that. This is just. This has been consistently how he's delivered promos since I've known Keith Lee. It's not like he started doing this the minute he got called no, up. No, I understand so that. So it's just like, as far as I know, this is Keith sure, Lee. Sure, and that's, that's I, fine. I'm screen Keith this Lee. Is, this is his... You, and I, but I understand your frustration with it because I don't disagree. This is his Achilles heel, in my opinion. This is, honestly, there, there is literally almost zero holes in this guy's game. I'm serious. And I'm not just saying this to pick on him because he just showed up and that his, his music has changed. Stop nestle cursing him. No, I'm not. <laughs> Look, he's not my guy. He'll never be my guy. He'll, he won't. Wow. He won't. He won't because there's other, there's other people that I cheer for, but I, again, like who? I'm not gonna say it because I, I I'll put them into existence and then they'll never yeah, get a chance again. Hey, look, it. look, 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 look at me right now. I'm looking at you. Let's go, girl. All right. Da, 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 look, so get back to my point. You you're all gonna start watching this these promos with a fine eye. No one. No, I think I think we all see it. It's just you all ignore it. You just you all like ignore it because you're all sitting there fanboys going, "Oh my god, Keith no, 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 is so great." That's not it. You just you just don't like it, and that's fine. It's okay to yes. not like something that's so. You don't like a lot more things that people like. That's fine. That's fine. All right, moving on. Let's go. Yeah, so uh, later, we had a nice little backstage promo where Charlie was trying to get an interview with Aleister Black. I thought this was very well done by Randy Orton. He quietly comes out and was like, oh, okay, this is on camera. Then he's like, fuck it, I'm Randy Orton. I like that little tidbit because I was like, okay, well, Orton's match with KO is up next. Of course, uh, one-eyed Aleister comes out <laughs> and beats the fuck out of KO. And uh, as you would say, Jobber alert. Yeah. Sound the horn. Randy Orton beat Kevin Owens in about five seconds. But WrestleMania, once again, you talk about stuff mattering and having a direction for everyone going forward. Grand Slam home run because now instead of just having an Owens-Black match like they originally did, 
we suddenly have a storyline and we can build towards that match. And Randy Orton has helped build him again as that dastardly fucking heel. And he goes out and he squashes Kevin Owens and heads to the main event to join Keith Lee later in the night. All right. Look, I, I, I'm obviously excited for this because I love both men in this, uh, not the Randy Orton aspect, but I mean the KO Alistair. I love I love that aspect of it. I uh, appreciate it. I don't know if you looked very closely. His, uh, his eye patch kind of got moved and you could see like black coming like, it almost looked like soot, like his eye had been burned or something. So I was watching it going, I'm sure that's just, you know, just to cover up something to make sure everybody knows that his eyes, you know, not fine. Wink, wink. No pun intended. Uh, but I just, ah, I'm excited for it because I think if KO gets to wrestle more than three minutes, and again, it might be a COVID thing where he doesn't want to actually wrestle for a long period of time, which I completely understand. And that's up to him. But I think Kevin Owens just wants to like put people we've over seen it with him ever since he won. Yeah. Since WrestleMania, he's just like, who can I fucking elevate? Like, he even, he even tried to do it with, like, the women's division when he had them on his show, like, putting them over. But I think he just looked at it and he's like, he probably went to Vince and like, look, he's like, Alistair fucking Black's one of the most talented guys on your roster, and you don't know how to fucking use him. Let me get in there with him and make this guy a fucking star. And that's literally what it seems like he's doing. Yeah, look, I mean, I'm all for it. Like, I, as we always say, we're boned up for it. Like, I just, I'm ready. Yeah. I think this is going to be great. So the little tidbit they give you, they give you crumbs. I'm okay with it. Give me a crumb. Lead me to a pay-per-view that I will care about. And I give them time. Not 45 minutes. Not 60 minutes. Give them 15, 15. 20. 15, 20 is fine. And that's that's what I want. But I want the... Honestly, I think this match... I This is the thing I fucking hate. And they'll do it. They'll do it to me every single time. Because I think they can get more than one match out of it. Maybe they can if they do it correctly. This is not a wrestling match. This is a fight. These guys are fighters. I agree. KO is fight Owens fight, right? So Alistair yep. Black has this crazy ass Undertaker like kick. Ish, kick. kick. Exactly. <laughs> spin kick, spin kick. The eye of evil. That's exactly what he is, man. He might as well be the Cyclops of kicks. That's exactly what he is. So I'm excited for it. Let's move on. So next up, uh, part three. Um, so this is another nice touch. Is Seth and Murphy come out once again, carrying over something from Payback. Seth absolutely berates Murphy before his match. He slaps him. He throws him out. But, uh, of course, out comes Dominic because Seth is uh, injured. Or not Seth, sorry. Ray is injured once again. So Dominic here an opportunity to possibly have a championship opportunity. This is, once again, a strong match. But the right man won, getting Seth Rollins into that main event later in the night, which we saw later in the main event. Now, so I don't know about you, but while I was watching that, all I could think of is, like, Seth and Randy were going out of their way to make Keith Lee look fucking amazing. But obviously they did set it up with Orton getting the win as it should, because again, Randy Orton, he's fucking bulletproof at this point. So he was going to win, but I just like, I thought, again, I thought everything to do with the story threaded throughout the night was a big, that was the reason why I enjoyed raw, even with the rest of the shit that happened. So here's, here's something that I noticed, which was very odd to me in the main event. It was definitely a put over Keith Lee style match. Uh, and honestly, I think that Rollins did most of the work, which is crazy because he always does. He, he and, it, and he had just finished. He had wrestling just finished too, wrestling but, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, again, we give him shit on this program, but you got to give a nod to the boy. So I, I've given him plenty of credit in this Dominic feud. I think he's been great. The one thing that made me kind of scratch my head, and again, this is just me being me. At the very, 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 very end, it was like Rollins and Lee, Rollins and Lee, Rollins and Lee, and then it was just like shit, we're out of time. And then Randy Orton like spazzed out of nowhere to hit a, an RKO, and then he like flurried. And if you watch at the end, he comes up like holding his leg, and I'm like, well, why didn't you just slow the fuck down? Jesus Christ, you hit the fucking RKO and it was like, Bro, that courtesy had to come up, man. That courtesy had oh to come up. Oh my God, I was just sitting there going, maybe you, he, they probably heard, go, go. And he was just like, yeah. oh shit. And he probably tore, tore his quad or something. Poor guy. 
It was just it, it just fine. it just looked it just looked bizarre. It just looked like a red fire drill. Like it was just like, gosh, on the alarms, we're screwed, you know. But again, maybe that's just Randy Orton. I don't know. I'm no fucking clue. Hey. That's the only thing I took away from the match, though. It's the only thing that I'll ever remember about it. It, it is what it is. But we're back. We're back in the saddle again with Drew versus Randy, and that's probably where we should be. Uh, and Keith Lee, back where he probably should be, folks. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see which direction they go with Keith Lee next. I would like to see. Seth and the Mysterios come apart a little bit because as great as it's been, it's like it's time. But I think that's the theme for most of Raw. Um, but do you have any other shine? I'm good. Let's move on. All right. Well, I will, I will just say one thing before we move on is uh, not so many. I still love the Hurt Business. I love everything about them. Um, and right now, I'll get it MVP has turned his, he turned his attention to Cedric Alexander, and he is trying to get it. Like, I loved this. I know it's a six-man tag, and I know uh. you hate them. But I loved what came out of this. Is Cedric stealing the win on MVP? And MVP immediately calling off the dogs, being like, okay, son, I see you. But playing those mind games with him, Cedric obviously sold it too with the <laughs> face. But then, of course, they immediately beat him up backstage. But I will just say this again, and because I've never been an MVP guy till this return, but like what he is doing with this and with a lot of these guys that we've always thought of underutilized, like I think he's doing a phenomenal job as a leader. Because we know in the ring, whatever, I don't give a shit. But as a leader in the Hurt Business as a whole man, it's probably still my favorite thing on Raw. But we can move on. Yeah, I mean, those shirts are dope, though. Those shirts are fucking fire, man. Oh, my God. I'm waiting until one of these nights I get they drunk. All, they, all, they, all, they, all, they all wear the same shirt, so I'm like, okay, it must be a regular shirt for everybody now. But. Yeah, it's a, it is. It's a Lashley shirt, because you'll see it says the Almighty ah, okay. underneath the lettering. I, but like I said, if they ever get a Shelton Benjamin edition, my money will be gone the second it's up Why don't you just put duct tape over it? Because I want the gold lettering, bro. The golden black man, it looks so that, fucking That sharp. probably does not do well. It's probably going to be hand washed. Oh, I'm sure you put it through the wash once and no. it's fucking finished, You might as well become glitter, whatever. honestly. Yeah. Hit it on your wall. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so is that is I'm, that I'm it for good. baby face stuff right now? Okay, great. Wonderful. Let's move yeah. on to get the heat going, folks. <laughs> Where do you want to begin? Because there's so much that I could just piss right uh, Well, I think we need to start with this uh, moment of silence. That's the way they broke up the fucking Iconics. I know. No, so literally, this is the funniest thing. I kind of want to go back here, like, before we get to the Iconics. The women's tag team division hasn't had a lot of death. Right now, you have you made the new ta- team of Shania Payne. But let's think about it. We lost the Kabuki Warriors team. Uh, Bliss Cross seems like they're on the outs. Um, there was another team that just broke up. And then now you have the Iconics breaking up. So it's just like... What happened? Like, what are we doing in this division? Yeah. But, like, there's obviously, there's clearly a reason with the Iconics. Like, something and has been teased by, like, insiders that there's a reason. But it's a sad fucking day, man. It has to be heat because the Iconics are, like, they've been that consistent women's tag team before there was even a women's tag team division. Look, I love both of them. I think they're hilarious together. I don't necessarily know what's next, obviously. But yeah, I obviously, in my opinion, we all agree probably that there's a lot bigger ceiling for there is for uh, Peyton Royce than there is for Billy Kay. I will say, oh, I will say this much though: Billy Kay is a champ. Like she, you, Billy Kay is the perfect like. She's a foil jobber. Yeah. She's a perfect jobber too, because like she oversell. Like Peyton might be better technically, but like you saw in Raw Underground when she sold that fucking kick, like. Billy Kay sells like a fucking champ. Yeah, look, I, and she's annoying. She'll have that's the thing though. Like I think. I don't know. They just, to me, they're always, they've always been a package. So that's all I know. Yes. But I just, I don't know if I'll ever be able to take Peyton Royce or Billy Kay as serious or in a serious, without the other. other. Yeah, exactly. And I think, 
you know, you gotta you gotta think about it like that. And I'm sure Vince sees something that we don't, and that's why he gets where he is in life. Or knows something that we don't. Right. You know, you know, you know, you never know. Like somebody, they're both from Australia. They've obviously lived here a long time, but who knows? Maybe one of them could be moving home. Like someone could have baby fever. We don't know. Any of these things are possible. So maybe we'll, we'll have to see how it plays out. But in terms of what we saw on the show. It was sad. That was very sad. sad very sad. And I'm sure our boy yeah. Billy, if we have a moment of science for Billy, I'm sure he probably. I know. Some wellness check on our boy Billy B. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, he's he's been an iconic guy from the very beginning. So. Oh, yeah. Peace out, Billy. I'm sure you're going to cry a little. Uh, look, I don't know where to begin or end with this fucking shit, but there's just, there's diarrhea all over the place in this fucking raw. Like, I just, the Ivar Garza thing, I just, I can't. It's, uh, I can't what, and the do fact it. that Demi is still on TV just boggles my mind. Like she might be, she again, might be like, part of like she must know somebody or oh, there's some a small term contract thing. But yeah, there's there's something there's something for some reason they saw the draw there and there's some weird crossover they want to do or something. But like this thing, like got if you include all the backstage segments and everything, then the one at the end with Garza running away like a fucking coward and leaving Demi like. This was like all throughout the show. Like, this, it's not like this is just like one of those like side things that they go to once a week. Like, this thing gets a lot of time. Oh yeah. So it just uh, yeah, it's uh, I'm over it too. I've been over it. For the a thing while, that I the yeah. thing that I've always heard from people in shoot interviews is Vince is always like, "Who's fucking?" You know, like that's like, and yeah. I'm not saying like actually. I'm saying like he wants it to be like a storyline on television. And he thinks, well, that dude, that's, that's like, not just Vince. People love that. No, shit, I don't understand that. Drama. I mean, that's why The Bachelor. You you watch The Bachelor instead of Raw sometimes, right? Oh, so yeah. I mean, I mean, it's oh, just, yeah. just the best storylines in the business. So I will say this much: like, who who are we to judge that? But at the same time, it's not for us. But it's it's a buff, it's a buffet of I'm pain, just right? Over so it, man, it's been it's been too going too long. That's here's just my here's here's what I don't understand, right? Like, there's yes. not that I want advancement in this because I just want it to end. But, like, what, how were they gonna? Is Ivar gonna put, you know, something on the line to get a date with Demi? Is Angel gonna do something he shouldn't be? Like, I don't want to see it. I just want it to have a definitive end and let's move on. That's how I feel about maybe, it. Maybe with Garza leaving her to get attacked by Retribution, who, by the way, got involved in the this. Like, you want to talk about reruns this week? This has been a rerun for like two straight months, and it's because. There are no fucking tag teams for the Street Profits to fight, except for these two, who have been teasing a split up since before they were even a fucking team. Because, like, Garza left Andrade high and dry in the rain, first of all. Then he left, in, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, what's her name? Demi high and dry backstage. And, then of course, Retribution is involved in something I already didn't like. It's just, like, literally, like, the Street Profits are so good, but, like, no one wants to see them fight these guys anymore. Mm-hmm. Nobody. Zero people. Zero percent, negative zero. Negative zero, because that's a thing. Yeah, it's still zero, but it's. it's Look at that integer. Accentuate the point. Accentuate. There's no points. They're whole numbers. Lee promo. Accentuate that zero, Mister Nestleman. A zero meaning that it never ends. It's just circling the drain, much like that segment. Well, that's infinity, bro. Well, infinity zero, whatever. Circle of life. It just keeps on going. Whatever. Don't don't patronize me. I will patronize Listen, you. Listen, you can, uh, pat- well, can Patreon literally me. literally my job. If you'd like. We, I will, uh, what? We have Patreon. <laughs> we should get a Patreon at some point, probably. But anyway. Okay. Getting to more dog shit. Uh, you know, Retribution. Here's something that I want to talk about very quickly. Yes, you said it was a rerun, as we talked about. Hashtag Monday Night Rerun, as we've talked about many a time. But here's the thing that, that, that piqued my interest and also made me kind of scratch my head at the same time. Um, on Raw, everybody's favorite tool, Tom Phillips' head, screwdriver, decided to say the words... Masked vigilantes. And I went to myself and said, what are they, fucking Batman? 
You know, like yeah. What, Daredevil. Yeah, like what the fuck are we? Th- like, what are they? What are they avenging? Right? What are they doing? The one thing that I was trying to, to say to myself when I was watching because I have this, obviously nobody wants to talk to me while I'm watching wrestling, so I have a conversation with myself. I was thinking, what exactly could Batman? You know, or like what type of vigilante could this be? There's sixty of them. Like what? What yeah. justice are they getting? And they're they're going to use current events. They're a game. They're a game. They're a yeah, game they're, of, they're a game. Yeah. So I don't understand. Like I don't understand what they're trying to accomplish. And again, once we get to it, I'm sure we're going to say you know wet fart city. You know, but yeah. it, it. You know, there have been a lot of people paralleling uh, Roman Reigns returning with this and Heyman and the whole thing. And I'm, maybe maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. I just. It, it it hurts my brain to think about now, and I was super excited for it, and now it's like, do we even do we even care? Do we we haven't cared in the beginning, no. but now we're getting no. to a point of mass vigilantes. Who are they saving? And also, very quickly, not it's it, I guess it's adjacent to this, but not necessarily connected unless we can find a way to connect it. The hacker is no longer is the hacker technically part of this? Isn't that we'll find out. They haven't mentioned the hacker in months, right. so I think that's just a drop okay. storyline like the uh, you, anonymous Raji. Well, but something <laughs> I will say that is something that has crossed my mind when I've watched everything is you just talked about everything. Do you remember a couple months ago or maybe like a month or two ago, the hacker had basically they were showing surveillance of all these people that were going to break up. I think almost yeah. everybody in that video has broken up. Uh, Miz and Morrison have not. But that's the only one, I think. Like, Well, the other one there was like Mandy and Sonia. It was Sasha and Bailey. And then it was Miz and Morris. It was pretty much SmackDown tag team. Right, but now it's like the Usos are gone. And like, there's just, there's not like, there's some way or another, there's a schism in something. There just is. And so I was thinking to myself, maybe there's something going on here, but there's more retribution on Raw than there is on SmackDown, it seems. That's the thing. And that, that's why I've, I've never really thought there with Reigns is because like, what is, how does attacking a random Raw match, tag team match that isn't even for the titles, how does that help? Like, what, what, what does that have to benefit? Unless if they're just going for random chaos. Like, these are just, a, it's, the only like real like solidif- solidified guess you can make right now is that they're NXT superstars looking for retribution, and this will peak at Survivor Series. Like, because if what, that's sixty the only on thing five, makes, pretty much that's what it is. That's what it seems. That's the only logical thing. Because besides that, it's just been random attacks like that. Like, or they just hate WWE. Maybe it's AEW attacking because Vince already bought out Tony Khan. Who the fuck? Knows? I think Tony Khan has bigger pockets. Just no, I, eh, his dad does. But I don't know. Hey, I don't you know, know what? I'm not even gonna get into it. It's fine. Yeah, no, it's just it's it's yeah, it's I don't know. I, I don't like it. Also, I have nothing also else something that's new. Also something that was very much a job alert. Lana loses to Mickey James in what was quick fashion, although she gave shit to Mickey James. This is a shout out to our boy the Joe Stopper on the the Jobberknocker. He said yep. Lana gave Mickey shit for having old gear and she's got Lana Day gear. So who's really got and the old gear? That's why shit? I loved it. You know? That's literally why I loved it, because when a heel does something like that, like that it boom, grand slam. Like that's the thing. Like this is dog shit that, though. This that, is dog shit too. Of course it is. I like like I, no one cares about Lana and Natty. Mickey uh, cut uh, cutting off Oscar. Interesting. I'd watch that match again. We've seen it before. We know it's good. I believe we saw it in NXT. Yeah, I'd I'd see it again. I, we both love Mickey James, but just like whatever. I don't care. Okay. No right. Trying to look at anything. Our else. truth won the twenty four seven. I was going to say. So here's here's times. here's something else that as as you always like. You say, oh, I love these twenty four seven title. Which again, it's fine that they you know they have a big big. Uh, I've loved the other segments. This segment I could have done without. I was going to say, but again, this is what the twenty four seven title is. I was going to say, did, so. there's something about it where I was just like, oh god, like you gotta you're gonna tell me that I first off a van full of ninjas. Yeah. And then secondly, you're gonna tell me they the ninjas aren't ready for our truth. Well, they can see so them that, a mile that, away. That's part of it. Is that 
this segment made Tazawa like way less than injury. Yeah. It made him more of like just a regular sure. guy. Whereas like the reason why I've loved Tazawa is because he's just been over the top like ninja. Like I love that. This was just kind of like he's a guy in his car. They won't let him in. He gets mad and he gets rolled up. That's all. It was. Yeah. It, so yeah. He, they don't know what to do, so they're just trying to come up with new stuff. You know, and it is what it is. That's the problem with the twenty four seven title. Is it peaked? It peaked. And now that Shelty B's away from it, it's really peaked. So it has not peaked our interest. Is there anything else yeah. uh, that's got super heady on you? Um, I got nothing else really. I'm gonna go to SmackDown very quickly because I know you didn't give a shit about SmackDown. Yeah, it just. I. Yeah, okay. Oh man, like having having Shinsuke Nakamura in the open challenge, I was just like, what? You know, and like. It was a what is whatever. But there's so many other things like Shorty G had a jobber alert again for you know losing to Corbin. Okay, another thing. Gulak lost. To, you know, it's just like there's so many things that it's just like there are a lot of reruns going on. And again, I know there's story building aspects of these things, but even like Kalisto lost very quickly, almost a jobber match. They just the only thing that piqued my interest in this entire thing was Alexa Bliss breaking a mug backstage. Because I, I yeah, well, because she she's showing a little she's bit. She's showing of that she's showing the bliss that we were talking about on this program that yeah. I wanted she's to see. She's Harley Quinn, yeah. to Bray Wyatt's Joker. Yeah, and that's what they're doing. And I love th- it. That's the only that's the only aspect of this entire SmackDown that I looked at and I went, "That's great." But the rest of the stuff, well, it was a useless go home show. It was. That's what, it was. That's what they're, they're. That's why it's not worth talking. Yeah, it's about. it's just bad. It's just a Garbage. lot of bad. All right. Now, hopefully, we can move forward this week with fresh. Stuff. As you said, we'll hopefully, should, with a big emphasis should, on hope. Hopeful. Yeah. Should we get? Hopeful WrestleMania? Yes. Would you like to go first? Glorious. You're my only hope. Sure. I can't remember if I did this or not. I probably did. But at this point, it's like now Roman Reigns is the uh, universal champion. So let that motherfucker hold it to WrestleMania because he's Roman Reigns and I want the internet to cry and see how quickly they turn on their new favorite guy because that's how the internet is. They're fucking fickle, like Daniel Bryan used to say. But you know who I want him to defend against? Big E, who I want to fucking win the Royal Rumble. I probably did this before. I think I did. But we're going to do it again. We're going to double down on this hope. Because Big E, like, that's where I want it to peak. I want this slow build to continue. Then maybe he has an IC title reign on the way. Or maybe he's the IC champion when he wins the Royal Rumble and loses it in between, whether he gets cost by something or whatever. But you know what? Roman Reigns, Big E, I think that could be a really good feud. Especially now that Paul Heyman's involved. Like, Big E, like, yes. Can he be goofy or whatever? But, like, Big E is one of the most underrated promos in the company. It has been for a long time. He was a good promo, even back when they didn't have him talk, when he was fucking Ziggler's sidekick with uh, AJ and everything. But Big E has so much charisma. And now especially there's a Paul Heyman who can do kind of what The Miz is doing right now. Take that aspect of, oh, how can you be goofy and use that? I want to see this. So that's my hope. Give me Roman Reigns. Give me Big E for the big title at WrestleMania. Let Big E go over. Hashtag JC knows. Hashtag JC's hopes come true. Got to represent the brand, folks. Hell yeah, baby. So my hope's going to be a little bit wonky. So you just got to, you know, bear with Shocker. me. Yeah, right? So here's, because I was thinking about it, and then uh, you said something that really piqued my interest, and I said, ah, you know what, I'll go all in Ooh. on this. So first off, I'm going to take two things. Well, one thing that I know you love and one thing that I know you hate and try to morph it together into something. Because it, it, okay. it came to me the other day and, I, and it, you, you said it, so it piqued my interest again. Okay. I don't necessarily believe that the 24-7 championship is a bad thing. I just think that every once in a while, it's good for a little refresh, a little restart, right? So I don't necessarily think that this is how it should be going forward forever, but this is how I would, I would like to see a slight detour just for a little bit so we can get something new. 
So the 24-7 championship has done 39 reigns of R-Truth. It's the same fucking song and dance. Yes, it's funny and whatever. We, but we don't know what else to do with it, right? Tazawa's great. But again, as we've talked about, it's kind of the same song and dance every single time. How many times can you put somebody in a ball pit? How many times can you be at the airport? How many times can you be in a locker room getting massaged, whatever? You know, like, it's just going to be the same <laughs> thing over and over again. Uh, but So this is what I would like to see. This is my hope. So Tazawa wins back the 24-7 championship. However, he finds himself sans ninjas by himself, okay, down a hallway where the biggest, the biggest member of Retribution is. That member of Retribution beats, and I mean beats the out of, you know, Tazawa. You can swear. I know, I just wanted to be funnier. Uh, beat, okay. beat the crap out of Tazawa, and he holds a He said shit, guys. Oh my God, he's got a potty mouth. Uh, no, I, I would say, look, now Retribution has a championship, right? So now it's something that they're carrying. Y- y- yes, it's it's a, it's a make-believe championship prop. It doesn't matter. You could make it matter a little bit. But here's the part that I would think that this is where we get a little bit of a detour. While that is happening, you have Retribution forget about everything they're doing right now, and they take over Raw Underground. Because quite frankly, you kick out Shane McMahon if you if you just annihilate Shane McMahon and throw him outside the door and get him beaten up and all that jazz, that would be great. Now you have Retribution running the underground. Somehow the Hurt Business gets out of there. I haven't figured that out, that minutia. But I'm saying right now, Retribution can be around the ring. And now anybody that wants to get back the 24-7 championship has to go into Raw Underground in enemy territory to retrieve it and try to beat the biggest, baddest member of Retribution. Because obviously, I think the biggest thing missing in, in Raw Underground is fighting for something that matters. Yes, you can show off how how, how great you look in t-shirts and a jean. Uh, I agree with that. But there is yep. something that needs to be there. You can even rebrand it differently. You can take, you can spray paint the, the big circle with the line through it if you want to, make it more NWO-ish. I don't care what you do with it. I don't care if you break it, whatever you want to do. But then you have the big boss with all of his little minions and ski masks, uh, you know, in there, and they don't talk. They have nobody that talks. You just show up, you knock on the door, and you try to win it back. And again, and again, and again, that would be interesting because now you can have a joke if you want to, but you can also be serious if you want to. And I think it would be elevating everything, especially that championship that, again, has already been won 39 times. That's what I saw on Twitter last night. So that's my hope. I would be, I would love to see some type of movie big boss atmosphere with Retribution in the Raw Underground. Uh, I think that's an interesting idea is having titles in Raw Underground because I'm kind of on the same way as like, like I enjoy like watching Riddick Moss beat the fuck out of someone, but like, what are we getting at? You know what I mean? What are we getting out of it? So that would be interesting. I just, I don't know if Retribution is the right fit because they're just, it's not really their thing, but it's interesting though. I do like that. Come back though, WrestleMania. He's off key. Sami Zayn, the real official intercontinental champion, makes his return on SmackDown. He attacked Jeff Hardy after he beat Nakamura in that open challenge that you mentioned earlier. Sami Zayn is wildly entertaining. He never lost that championship. He's been away. I love the little championship lounge segment they did with Nakazaro where they kind of didn't want him. And he was all kind of like, okay, okay, because what have we not seen from a while for Sami Zayn? Is him as a loner with no friends, as a cowardly heel. I think this is going to be really interesting. I'm excited to have him back to see where this goes because, I mean, him and Jeff Hardy could have a banner of a match too. You want to talk about high spots, they could pull that off. So 
I am intrigued by this. I'm excited for it. And it's good to see our boy, Sami Zayn, back on TV. I will say that the first thing that crossed my mind was Razor Ramon, Shawn Michaels, double IC champion ladder match. Oh, yeah, so, 100%. So if, if we have Jeff Hardy, who is the master of the ladder match against Sami Zayn, who's probably going to do some crazy stuff anyway, Ed, I mean, sign me up, right? Sign me up. Everybody will enjoy yep. it. Where do I sign? Exactly. Right on my face. There you go. Thank you. Yep. All right. Uh, so look, uh, my comeback this week goes to Titus the Big Deal O'Neill. Because I I I I I forgot he was alive. I forgot he was on the show, and I went. I I was watching this in my bed in the dark, and I went. I sat up, and I was just like, "Holy shit, he's on television!" Like I almost woke up my family. For Titus, this day in history, September first, twenty twenty, Nestlemania popped for Titus. I did because the other thing was right before the break. They're like, they're promising a new. Titus O'Neil in Raw Underground, and I went, ah, <laughs> oh, God, you got me, you got me. And then of course he beat up like two jobbers, which again was fine. And then Riddick Moss, Riddick Moss rips off his T-shirt like he's fucking Hulk Hogan, and it was just, it was just a reason for Riddick Moss to kick Titus. I love Riddick Moss in Underground WrestleMania. The minute he gets back in the ring, he's gonna be a jobber again. But in Raw Underground, I love watching him just beat people up because he's so like quick and powerful. It's a, here's here's the thing. I was watching it, and I got rem- like when they had the. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I can't pronounce their names correctly, and I apologize. I should know better. But the Justin Duke and Marina. Thank Shapir. you. They are awesome. Like they are, yeah. they are wonderful in that aspect of Raw Underground, and I'm all for it. But then you get to you the can't wrestle, then you can't wrestle, and then you get to the shoot, yeah. then you get to the work shoot fight style of like Dolph Ziggler and Riddick Moss and Titus O'Neil, and I'm like, well, he's not stumbling, bumbling, fumbling in the ring, but you know, he's he's kind of hitting him, and I just I didn't take yes, I'm sure Titus can do some damage in a real fight, but I just went, all that was for Riddick Moss to beat him, you know, I would have I would have loved to see just one night where Titus O'Neil looked fucking amazing and then uh, next week then you can feed him to riddick moss like slow your roll a little bit on on raw underground why does there need to be another step up thing you know yeah that just is what it is but again i was excited i forgot about titus o'neill i was pleasantly surprised and reminded why he is where he is all right he's a big boy he's a big boy as as brock says that's a big motherfucker (laughs) so (laughs) i believe it's time to get in the big finish it is Nestlemania, and we are going to get to All Out. Before we do that, uh, we asked it, give us five stars, five flames on iTunes. Um, that means the most, but obviously we're also on Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, and archived on YouTube. Um, but you should also head to jobberknocker.com, Nestlemania, because that's the website where we have, you know, tons of good shit. You know how, uh, what is it, PWI released the top whatever they do? We did our own Jobberknocker top ten. Yeah, our own Jobberknocker.com top ten. That our boy TJ put together for us. He BCS styled this. So pretty much we all made a top 10 and then he factored it in. Uh, it might surprise you guys who we had number one. Uh, but that was a lot of fun. That's there as well as Nestlemania. Weekly, we got NXT, AEW, and Impact coverage. That's right. Our boy Dami Feds. Yes. 33. I'm literally trying to look up his Twitter. It's at right Dami Feds 33. Yes, at Dami Feds 33. That's where you can get him on Twitter. The rest of us on Twitter, it's obviously at Jabberknocker, at Nestlemania. At JC of the JK, at DQ of the JK, at Ray Ray of the JK, at Billy D2411, at Joe Power 47, at TJ of the JK, and at The Real Deal B Cox. Facebook Job and Ocker, Instagram Job and Ocker, because Nestlemania, where are we? Everywhere you want to be on social media. Yeah, so tons of good shit, like we say. Check that out. And also, um, we're about to do our all out predictions. There is, um, there's currently eight matches announced. Woof. Who knows if they might add more after Wednesday, but one of the matches is TBD versus TBD because they're having a eight-man tag match where the winning team will face each other. I feel like they do this every time. We obviously are not going to predict that now. So if you want to see our picks and the rest of the staff picks, 
uh, make sure you go to the website because our updated pick after Wednesday will be updated there. So there you go. So make sure you check out the website for that. But Nestlemania, we do have seven matches we can predict. You ready for that? Uh, yep. So hot off the presses. Um, here we go. You ready for this one? Yep. This is just added. A broken rules match where the stipulation, if Matt Hardy loses, he must leave AEW. It is obviously uh, match number 50, uh, Wednesday Night Rerun, against Sammy Guevara. Sammy, I believe, got the big one in the last match. But uh, the fact that I don't think Hardy's leaving AEW, so I'm going to pick Matt Hardy to win this match. Is it all the members of Matt Hardy's brain, though? I don't know. Well, that, that, see, that's, that's where you can get interesting with your pick. See, you're thinking deeper than me. I'm thinking on the surface. You're getting all detective on me. So here we go. I'm ready to see your pick. Because maybe Sammy Guevara kills Matt Hardy. I was going to say, and that's what someone else Matt back. Hardy is a vessel. Yeah. That does not mean that it has to be Matt Hardy. It could be Deacles or whatever the hell his name is. You know what I mean? So I'm going to, yep. listen, I'm going to, TJ is going to love me because I'm a good boy. I already filled out my picks on the website. So. I'm, I'm telling you right now, it's if you looked on it right now, you'd know my picks ahead of time. So you could actually. I don't, I don't, Nestlemania, your picks don't affect me. Sorry. Well, I am no almost offense, dead last. So I pick who I think is going to win. It doesn't matter who you All right. So uh, you can all tell me your picks. It's not going to change. I'm going to pick Sammy Gravara only because it's in my list. But no, honestly, I think that Sammy Gravara needs this. I think that Matt Hardy is in a needing to help other people basis of his career. And yeah. I think. I think back that uh, Sammy needs his stuff because I think that Matt Hardy can take a loss and, and still be amazing. And he, he's at that age. He, I mean, let me back the bus up a little bit. He's not HBK, but as we talked about on this program, there are certain wrestlers who have that HBK status that don't need a championship, that can always lose and bounce back and be fine. He's not in that category, but I, I, I think he's got enough goodwill throughout the wrestling world that he could lose to somebody like a Sammy and still bounce back very quickly, especially after, you know, eating a chair shot to the face, even though he cut his fucking eyebrow before he got hit. Idiots. I have a favor for me, Nessamania. Can you um, log my picks as we do this so I don't have to click off the Wikipedia page? Oh, fine. I would appreciate that, because if not, I'm not going to remember who I Wait, there's also but, uh, next up, I, I need we also need to know who's in the casino battle royale because I don't fucking know. Okay, well we're, we're gonna predict it anyways now, and we can always change it. Like we, but you know that's that's the disadvantage that you and I have in this is we have to pick earlier than everyone else. But it's because we're the best; they need a handicap, so it's all good. So <laughs> next up, we have an. Eight you didn't even pick anybody. For what? Who'd you pick? I picked Matt Hardy. Oh my bro. god! Yeah. Say it loud. Say so, it proud, uh, buddy. Yeah, I said it right off the hop. You clearly weren't listening because you're a jerk. Next up, we have your favorite match of the night, an eight-man tag team Go match. Go fuck yourself. The Dark Order, made up of uh, Brody Lee, Cole Cabana, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson, take on Woo Woo Woo, you know it, Matt Cardona, Scorpio Sky, who apparently left SCU, and the Natural Nightmares of Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall. This match, who the fuck cares, but give me the Dark Order. To yeah, win. I was going to say, especially with the role the Dark Order's on right now, they're trying to rebuild that entire thing. Dark Order all They've the way. They've done a good job. They've done a good yeah. job trying to rebuild and re rehabilitate this crap sandwich that we are being fed. Yes. Uh, but I think that uh, Dark Order, especially with the uh, Anna J factor, you know, is what it is. I think Mr. Mr. Canoe is feeling the vapors over there. Getting a little steamy in here. So we're going to have to move on to the next match. And uh, speaking of the woman, there is a women's match in this card. Uh, you wouldn't know that if you ever watched AEW because the women are never on the show. Uh, singles match for the AEW Women's World Championship, Hikaru Shida defends her AEW championship against the actual NWA champion, Thunder Rosa. Nestlemania, I'm excited for this match, but I do think that Sheeta will retain. Thunder Rosa, friend of the jobber knocker, by the way. Yes. Loves us uh, some NWA reporting from uh, Paul Luchanodiro or whatever his name was. Yes. Luchadorino, sorry. <laughs> Luca Dorino. I can't even say it. I know we both picked Sheeta to win. 
But I mean, I love me some Thunder Rosa. Sorry, Thunder Rosa. But uh, yeah, it, it's Cheetah all the way, everybody. And she needs she needs this. So I agree. She uh, she needs that a big signature win and finally have an opponent for her. Next up is a tag team match for the AEW World Tag Team Champions, where the champions who aren't really a tag team and have held the titles forever as they buried the entire division. Kenny Omega and Adam Page defend against FTR, Cash Wheeler, and Dax Harwood with Tully Blanchard. Nestlemania, I predicted these motherfuckers to lose the titles 10 times in a row, so why stop now? FTR will win the AEW World Tag Team Championships at All Out. I mean, I also picked the FTR, but I think that... Uh, I, I enjoyed... Is Heyman, is Heyman finally going to turn into Omega? Uh, this is finally the, the big pay-per-view spot against the team that he has been teased to like. He even cost his boys out of, uh, I believe, this match last week. So is this finally the time Paige rids himself of the elite and maybe, just maybe, teams up with FTR? So here's, here's something that very, very well uh, put by you, but I think it also adds to something I was just going to say. On AEW, I don't know if you've watched this or not, but uh, he got kicked out of the elite because they called him a jobber. So by the way, Matt Cardona, you piece of crap when you're saying people don't use the word jobber. Maybe you should go watch your own show and know that your bosses use the word jobber on television, you schmuck. So, and obviously wow. it's our namesake. I'm going to defend it. I don't give a shit. Yes, I know it's a derogatory term to certain people in the wrestling business. It shouldn't But be. come on. We call ourselves jobbers. Get over it. Yeah. I agree. Anyway, I'm just saying hangman or bust at this point. I want to see a singles run now. So FTR, we both agree. Yes. Uh, next up is a Mimosa Mayhem match where the match can be won by pinfall, submission, or throwing the opponent in the tank of Mimosa, which is definitely how this match has to end. You can't tease it and then do a fucking pinfall. But Nestlemania, Chris Jericho is taking a bath. And its I don't care that we've seen this a bunch of times now. This feud has been awesome. And I cannot wait to see the beautiful conclusion where Chris Jericho is in a tank of mimosa. You're going to say that Chris Jericho loses and Orange Cassidy wins? Yeah. Okay. Orange Cassidy wins. Wow. This is literally, this is, it's a match made for Orange Cassidy. They're not going to have Jericho, the heel, dump the baby face in a tank. Like, what do you do? You go to a carnival? You dunk the guy you don't like in the tank. Chris Jericho is going in that fucking tank and it's going to be awesome. Or... I picked Jericho because I didn't. Oh I was God. not a uh, listen. I'm I'm going sans uh, reading up on this stuff, so I have to remember what oh, the that's, jokes. That's not intelligent. No, I know it's not intelligent at all. So this is why I'm like last in the standings. Uh, but I think we're tied for last. I know, now. I know. Uh, but uh, says, I will say Jericho by pinfall, or submission, and celebration, and then gets dunked into the fucking mimosa. That's what I think would happen. As long as he goes in the mimosa, we all win. Yeah. Um. So next up, this match. Um. Subject to change our picks, but I probably won't change mine. Uh, we have a 21-man. That's an odd number. Casino Battle it's Royal. It's Blackjack, baby. Eight. Oh, that's true. Duh, I'm an idiot. That's literally all I degenerate gambler. I go to casino. I know. I, I haven't been able to go to a casino in a while, so I'm a little rusty. Winner receives a future AEW World Championship match. There are some people announced. Uh, Darby is all into this match. Lance Archer, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, Pentagon Jr., Ray Phoenix, The Butcher, The Blade Snore, and Eddie Kingston versus... TBD the rest. Nestlemania. Do you have someone either on this list or someone not on this list you think is going to win this match? The only person you even remotely made me feel like it matters, and I, this makes no sense because my pick is MJF for the, the championship, so I, it doesn't matter, but I'm going to pick... I'm thinking the same thing. I'm thinking Lance Archer is the only one that can fucking win this thing. So, Out of those guys listed, yes, but uh, last time they did a match like this, Nestlemania, Brian Cage won it out of nowhere, so um, you know who I'm going to pick to win this? Rusev Futria, Rusev Machka. 
he's been all in that he's a full-time gamer now. He's a full-time Twitch guy. But he's been linked to AEW before AEW was even a thing. You know who could be the biggest babyface in a second when he fucking shows up at AEW? I guess uh, Miro is his real name. Mm -hmm. But uh, you can put it down however you want. I think Rusev is going to win this. And down the line, Rusev will challenge MJF, who uh, we are both about to predict in the next match. As it, so give me Rusev, man, as the 21-man Casino Battle Royal win. I put in Miro right now for you, so there you go. That's perfect, because I guess that's his real name. We'll see what he calls himself when he goes to AEW, and I'm correct. I see. It, when, he, when he shows up on AEW, I expect you to come on this program and go, we need a Miro, instead of Hero. <laughs> yeah. I like yeah. it. He's sitting in the Hall of Fame. Stop. Um, so next up, we have the main event, which is a singles match for the AEW World Championship. Moxley defends against MJF. With Wardlow, MJF should have got this title match like 10 years ago, according to the rankings, but AEW ignores them. But Moxley is banned from using his paradigm shift as a finishing move. Um, they could easily delay this and have a schmoz finish and have MJF win later, but I think in this stage, and with the momentum MJF have, it's fucking time, man. Make him your the face of your franchise, the champion. It'll be kind of that Randy Orton path because he's so young. As youngest AEW world champion, I know there's only been he would be the third, but it would fucking work. Well, Jericho is like 78, so yeah, that's really exactly. Yeah. And Moxley's much older than MJF, so but he can use that. He can use that. It'd be perfect because that's what heels do. I mean, I, I think the old school build of the presidency kind of thing, and then of course, like just the fact that he makes fun of Renee, and then of course the old school heels tactics of not being able to use your finish, and then he's going to face uh, Smart Mark Sterling this week, I believe, on AEW. So that'll be fun to see. Yes. Uh, so I'm in. I'm in on it, and I think it's going to be great. I think MJF's its time, especially when he made the comment about that he's in higher ratings when he's on television than John. Which, to me, if it's true, that's great. If it's not true, it doesn't matter. It made me think that it is right. So I, I'm in on it. Like, if, if, I feel like Moxley hasn't been on TV a lot lately, so yeah. I'm not just I'm... yeah. I mean, you know, if if it's a zero, yeah. it's a zero. So you know, it's easy. To... <laughs> I get it. I get it. So yeah, that's that's all we got for all out. Like I said, uh, there there is definitely another tag team match that you will have to go to the website jabbernaka.com to see our picks for. And if uh, when they inevitably add something else, who knows? Maybe they had a fucking big swole match, swole, 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 because she's uh, still feeling with Britt Baker, who's probably going to be out like four more months. But you know what? It's good shit because Britt Baker's the goat. Is that it? We good? I think so. Well, then. you got anything else to add? No, I think it's do, time. Do, to... do you have any thoughts on Brock Lesnar being a fake free agent? No, I don't, because if anybody thinks he's going to UFC, they're idiots. If anybody thinks he's going to New well, Japan, he's I, an idiot. He has way more of a he has way more of a chance of going back to UFC than he does AEW. Yeah, I don't. I don't. But the the ninety percent likely scenario is that he will resign with WWE, and when he does, he'll come back. But I don't think he's going to return anytime soon. So. What's the rush? He ain't he, he ain't showing up until his fans. Like that's that's exactly then, what it is. There you go. So what's the rush? You think he's gonna show up to AEW to fight in front of four virgins that are socially distanced? I don't think so. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was great. All right. On that note, we hope you enjoy all out or all in, whatever version of this one they're doing. Uh, and we will be back next week with more jobber knockery. <laughs> <laughs>